Hello Poppets, it's Sax here and you are listening to my sometimes rowdy and always useful podcast, Shit's Getting Real. A show about all things growth, mindset, health, wellness and my most favourite of all, chit chats with the girls. Now look, we are all in search of a direction into the evolution of our higher selves. And sometimes what we don't realize is the highest intention you can possibly have is to just have some fun. So I am here to share it all with you. Sit back, lay down or jump up, whatever you feel like doing today and let yourself experience, evolve and have a whole lot of fun. right in the middle you're like great especially with all my notifications that come through (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I'm the same I'm the same all right well welcome Mon I'm so excited to have you here thank you so much for coming on and speaking to everyone on shit's getting real I'm super super excited for the conversation today because you are the queen of sensuality in my opinion and you absolutely (laughs) embody all of it which is why I was so 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 excited to get you on and share a little bit more about it coming into the new year for everyone who wants to get in touch with themselves just that little bit more this year. So I'd love you to say hello and introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Hello oh wow what a great introduction thank you I love that queen of sensuality I'm gonna claim that from (laughs) Um, I'm super excited to be here too because I feel like a big part of my journey has been using my voice and speaking up and allowing myself to be seen and I feel like being on other people's platforms is a really great way to do that so I'm really excited. Um, Myself who am I? How how to encapsulate that in a sentence or two? Uh, We have an hour so we'll be fine but um, I feel like yeah I am a master practitioner and I work with women and men to really come home to their bodies, to reconnect with themselves and to get in, get in touch with who they really are and to really come back to their bodies mainly, to be able to be present and to love their lives and connect in with themselves, to do fucking awesome shit. So I love that your podcast is called Shit's Getting Real. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome because it is like – and. And that's a big part of why I feel like I'm here to remind people of being in the moment and how great life gets to be through embodiment work, through mindset work, through tuning into the whispers within themselves and really living their life to their full potential. Yay. I love that so much. And I really relate to a lot of your story. I know as well, when you come from different backgrounds, similar to myself and similar to sort of the journey that I had to where I'm at now. And I met Mon through NLP and through the practitioner course, um, absolutely held so much space as we all do. Um, in that room. Um, and like literally from the minute I met you, I just fell in love with you. And I think that's the same thing that every single person that comes across you find. So I really am so, so, so happy to get you on and sharing a little bit more about your story and some tips and tricks for everyone who wants to get a little bit more sensual. So to start off the episode, (laughs) this is a question that I ask every guest that I have on. Cool. What is the moment for you when you realized shit's getting real? Hmm. It's a really great question. I feel like for me, there was no one real moment, but like accumulation of many moments of realizing, holy shit, like I'm going all in on myself. When I, when you say shit's getting real for me, I feel like mainly the last year and a half shit's been getting really real. And then before that, It was probably when I just continued to dive into who I was and that's something part of myself. I've been like a really curious about who I am since a young age. Like I remember looking back in my journals and being like writing, I want to get to know myself and I, (laughs) you know, what am I going to do in my life? And one of them was like, get to know myself more deeply. And I was like, (laughs) so cute. I was like, so cute. Um, And it was just continuous. So continuously being curious and being like, okay, how can I know myself more? And I think, uh, yeah, you know what? 
actually a big part was probably master practitioner training with integrated NLP with Elizabeth Ann Walker. Prac for me was like, oh, cool. This is like all the things I've kind of thought about and known about. And like, I've always felt like my life has been really great and life can be really great. And for what purpose would I ruminate over things? And for what purpose would I choose to focus on the negative things that have happened? And, and it wasn't that I didn't identify and like kind of feel them. It was like, I just really great at processing and moving on quick. And yep. moving through things and getting to the next thing. So I feel like Prak was like, cool, wow, this is so exciting. And then I feel like Master Prak for me, I was like, oh, I've been hiding still. Yeah. So I feel like it was realization that I am so powerful. Like I'm so powerful and I'm getting like emotional thinking about it. <laughs> okay, I'm so on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so powerful, and I think for so long, I I was afraid of being too much, afraid of being too much. So I definitely played it down and and kind of dimmed my sparkle. And I feel like after Master Prac, which was for me last December, so. Oh, wait, no, two Decembers ago because it's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, wow. Wow, is that two years, a year and a half, a year, just a year? Okay, maths, not good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> so 2021 20, December, November, going into December was when I was like, wow, there's just life gets to be so great. Life gets to be so magical even more, like even more magical than I thought because I always thought life was so great and it's like, shit, it just gets to be even better. So I feel like that was a point where I realised more of my full potential. Now I say more of my full potential because I feel like I'm always always realising more of my potential. Like every day, every week, every month, it just keeps growing and I feel like that was a really pivotal point in, in master practitioner training that I realized can always get better in a really positive way rather than looking at like life's crap. How can it get better? It's like life is so fucking good and how can it get better? Yeah. I feel like that was a really pivotal, pivotal experience for me to really claim my power. And since then it's just been wave after wave of like believing in myself more and more. It's been really exciting. I mean, really, really cool. Yeah, I love that so much because I really relate to that as well in regards to so many different areas. Like you have your work life and every time you go into like a new job and you get that new excitement and you're like, wow, it gets to be this good. And then after a while, it's like that feeling starts to fade off a little bit and then you start getting into like the normality of life and really like mundane feelings all of the time. And it was the same for me. Like after Master Pack, I was like, I don't ever see myself living mundane life ever again. Like I actually get the choice to just do whatever I want to do every single day. And it's like you get this freedom of being whoever you want to be and doing whatever you want to do. So I love that that was the moment for you. Yeah. And you know, when you just said before, like it doesn't, it's not mundane anymore. What I feel like I've been unconsciously this last year doing is finding the magic in the mundane. And I feel like about three years ago when I kind of did my first, um, I guess, first big personal development thing, it was like it was like $8,000 or something for this like five-month um, mastermind. And I did this mastermind with Kizia Lee and I feel like a big part of that was noticing the magic in the mundane and how how can the everyday things become more magical just because I decided and I didn't know the language about of that then. And now it's a big part of my day. Like a big part of my day is like, it's like, yay, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, true, like, that's exactly what happened to me this morning. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, hello life. And it's so funny. And I mean, you know, I, I'm a human being. So it's like some days it's not like that. Yeah, it, but most of the days it is like some days I might be like feel choose to feel tired or something or focusing on something or haven't you know 
process some emotions and so there may be some denseness or heaviness but most days I'm like yay (laughs) so great and it is so funny because I remember like I did a gratitude challenge over Mm. it would have been at the early last year Mm -hmm. um oh no actually early the year before that god time does move quick and um it was talking about having that like gratitude as soon as you wake up and being very Mm. much like I'm so grateful that I get to like sleep under a house and then I get this big comfy bed and I'm so grateful that I get to wake up and be healthy and I remember practicing it all the time and just being like this is so stupid like of course I would wake up of course this would happen of course I'm in a bed like and I did have gratitude for it but I didn't understand the magic of actually having it at the same time yeah and the magic of feeling the gratitude yes exactly this is a big thing I noticed like with with my clients is they do a gratitude list and I used to do this I used to write down my gratitudes and I thought it was the most stupidest fucking thing ever (laughs) one of one of my really great friends but she she'd been doing a lot of this personal development stuff before me she was like gratitude diaries yay do that and I was like oh this is so weird and I used to write it and I'm like okay cool that's done just like done like full AD style. So like, just like yep. tick the list off, get it done. And then I was like, okay, what's next? And and so I was completely disassociated from the exercise. Yep. And what I noticed with clients is like teaching them to actually feel the gratitude. So different. And, and I feel like that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. And that's like, that's why we can choose to fucking love our life when we wake up. Like, cause we're feeling the gratitude. We're not just thinking about the gratitude or, or noticing the gratitude. It's like choosing to feel it and, and choosing to feel how great it is that, like you said, we wake up, we have a house or whatever you have to live in. Like we've got water, all these things that we actually have and feeling how fucking great that is. And that is a superpower to be able to feel the gratitude rather than just think about them, to really bring that focus to what we want to focus on, that life gets to be great. Yeah, exactly. And that's the best part. Life does get to be great. And (laughs) speaking a little bit more into feelings, I want to go into sensuality, of course. So speak me through a little bit about your specific journey because I know you come from a dancer background, you come from a fitness background mm-hmm. and sort of where you were back then and what your mm-hmm. body positivity, body image, um, all of that sort of style of things was back then <laughs> versus how you embody yourself now. Yeah, cool. So I was a professional dancer from about the age of 18 through to 30 years old Um, and always really athletic. And since I was really young, doing lots of different sports and things like that. So I was always really, my body felt like it was always exposed. Like I was always in bikinis or, or like leotards for dancing and things like that. And it was actually when I was about 12, that I realized and just that I look different to other women. And so I started comparing with other girls back then. I started comparing my body <laughs> to these other girls in dance class and started to notice or decided that I was bigger than them. And so then I was like, oh, I'm fat. So from the age of like 12, I thought I was fat. And it's so crazy, like just how much that impacted my whole life mm-hmm. until and, and if I have ever had moments of, you know, letting go of devotion to my body or letting go of being devoted to, to feeling and to tuning into sensuality and, and pleasure and things like that, I can notice those past feelings again, those past thoughts around, around my body. So it's interesting how being, let's say, devoted, but it's really commitment, right? Being devoted or committed to self and then loving myself is actually what helps me feel more pleasure. So, so when I was younger, I, I really shamed my body and I constantly thought I had to lose weight and I was noticing and thinking about it a lot, did things like, you know, stole, stole dieting pills from one of my sister's friends one time and like just sneaked these things. And like, I had all these different methods and ways of thinking I'll get skinny for such a long time. Like I'd try all these different things, like 
chewing food and then spitting it out and then I remember there was like a short period where I yeah because one of my friends told me hey I do this like yeah chewing it getting the taste and spitting it out and then there was like a period of like only a few weeks because it was so fucked like (laughs) like vomiting after eating like so fucked it's like the worst thing like actually physically so sad in whenever I if I'm ever sick so like I just couldn't be bulimic like I, I did it for like two weeks and it was so fucked for me and then there was like just restrictive eating over exercising and all of these things were really I was so disconnected to my feelings and to my body I was just thinking about the result of what I wanted to achieve. So it wasn't noticing the pleasures in life even through that period of like, and and this is talking like this went all the way into like my twenties as well. Yeah. And so my body uh, image was quite like negative. I just thought I had to be skinnier always, like always wanted to be skinnier. And being a professional dancer back then, there was a lot of pressure to, to look a certain way. And from, from the people who employed you, so it was from the people who employed you and then it became a thing within the dancers. I'd say specifically within like the jazz and ballet um, kind of commercial dance uh, industry with the hip hop and the break dancing kind of scene I was a part of, it wasn't as much of a thing. Um, but anything where I was on stage or being perform- performing, like I was actually told by my, my bosses, you need to lose weight. Yeah. You're too big. You're bigger than the other girls. You need to lose weight. And so I was like, okay, fuck. And then I would do things like we, we trained so hard. Like we trained so hard. We would do like, I'll do weights most days and then cardio each day myself. And then it was like four or five rehearsed, like training sessions a week for like wow. three hours. And then after that, I would go run kangaroo point stairs wow. for like 10 rounds or I'd come home and do like interval training on the on the treadmill and I still thought I was fat like so crazy um when I look back on photos and and it's interesting right because it's it's just a mindset yeah like what you think you see what you think you create and I thought I was fat so I saw that rather than actually the the reality now when I look back I was fucking tiny yeah I was tiny yeah I always say this the body is never the issue it's always the mind it's yes. always the mind that controls the way that you view it. The body is never yes. the issue. Yeah, exactly. Like the mind is creating the reality you perceive to be real. So yeah. it's about what we tell ourselves, like what we're saying internally, externally about other people, that all is going to reflect back to how we feel. Yeah. And in the moments of feeling through my journey, it was just shame feeling shame around my body, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And it was just like the continuous cycle really. And I feel, I feel like the interesting piece around this dance was a way that I really tapped into my sensuality. So I feel like initially I felt really confident when I was dancing on stage or for performance. And I feel like it allowed me to come home in those moments So when I was dancing, I could come into my body and I could feel pleasure and I could feel joy more deeply and I could feel really like sensual and really like uh, beautiful. And so it was when I actually was coming down from the overthinking into my physical body that I actually felt more alive. And I felt felt so great. And, And it was interesting that because when I was in performing or dancing, it was like I created a disconnect between those two that I would come out of that state. I would choose to focus on something else instead. Yeah. And yeah, it's so interesting to reflect back on that because I feel like a lot of the time I'm here, I'm in this moment. Yeah. Or I'm I'm here or I'm thinking about what awesome things I could create or do in the in the near future. Right. And so but to reflect back is wild just to see how how different that is and how different I am. Yeah. It's so cool to yeah, to see that. Um something about about dance that allows the movement, it's not even performance, it's it's movement that allows us to come back to to our natural essence and that core essence of who we really are, just through moving. There's just something about it that even in workshops at retreats that I run, like we're not doing a choreography, we're not doing a performance where maybe moving our body 
it's it's just like a way to come home and that practice or that reminder allows to allows us to really notice the sensations in our body more and so like when you're on a walk or when you're having a, a warm drink it's like the more you come home the more you can feel how great that feels and this just adds to feeling gratitude right like it's just another yeah. way of noticing how fucking awesome life gets to be when we're in our body present with the moment noticing the sensations that we can feel yeah so cool. <laughs> and so do you feel like I know you mentioned a lot about um coming back into your body, do you think that that's the main part of sensuality? Because obviously there's a very big difference between being sexual and being sensual. And I think that it's a really common confusion and it's something that in the past I would confuse sensuality with being like um, uh, like doing it for the pleasing of somebody else mm. rather than the pleasing of self. Well, that's just performing, right? Yeah. But it's like yeah. that that was in my head what sensuality was. It was like if you mm. can arouse somebody else by like moving your body in specific ways, then you're being sensual. Whereas now it's like I literally will just dance around the floor of my bedroom mm. and feel even better because it's like yeah. no one's eyes are on you. You don't have <laughs> to think about other people. You're not even thinking at all. You're literally mm. just moving and feeling. Mm. Yeah. So the, the difference, it's interesting because I feel like sensual and sexual can exist together and also separately, right? Mm-hmm. So someone can be, it's the perception of what we label something as well. And the feeling can be really different. Like I I feel like the wind blowing on my, my hair and touching my skin is really sensual. And I feel like that's also arousing as well. And the arousal doesn't necessarily need to come from the genitals or it can and it, like that's the thing it can and it and it also might be arousing energetically through your whole body so mm. it's like I I too used to think that sensual was was pleasing and performing and being a sexual being for someone else and I definitely used to notice that I was doing that as well sex like I was performing for for others uh, especially in an intimate situation, I was performing to feel love, to feel to feel good enough, to feel like I was sexy. So yeah. I was doing that for attention from other people. So I felt good enough. So I felt sexy. Whereas now I feel like I feel like being sensual or noticing the sensuality within me it's noticing the sensations and like you you asked is it about being being in your body and being present definitely like if we're thinking or planning or or doing stuff it can be more challenging mm-hmm. and we can also be taking action and feeling sensual your sensuality at the same time so i feel like it's a mindset it's a practice it's a decision and it's about creating safety for yourself first so when you're saying like rolling around the floor and and moving for you you've created safety for yourself right so if I was to 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 challenge someone to go do that for their partner and they've never done that for themselves they might be like (gasps) there might be like a freeze response or they could just be like a, a really uncomfortable awkwardness about about that but if they the interesting thing about that, I said for your partner, it's actually always for self as well. So it's noticing yeah. that how can we just make it about ourselves? How can we make it more about ourselves than for the other person whilst it's all also potentially, if you're in an intimate situation, for the other person too? Yeah. yeah. So when we're seducing, bringing the focus back to seducing yourself and then therefore the person witnessing, if they're watching or if you're having an intimate <laughs> connection with someone, they're going to be automatically seduced by how much you love yourself, how much you yeah. can seduce yourself. And I feel like so many tangents are coming up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so great. And so I feel like in regards to sensuality versus sexuality, sensuality is just noticing the sensations. Yeah. The main thing of that for me is noticing the sensations and that's like what I can see, what I can feel, what I can taste, what I can touch, what I can hear. All of these senses 
can activate my sensuality more. And I really feel like it's individual too. Like what you may feel sensual doing, like if you feel sensual moving around on the floor, someone else might feel more sensual whilst, you know, they're having a shower or mm-hmm. whilst they're, you know, trying on really beautiful silk clothing. And we can also learn and enhance our sensuality. We can enhance the senses we notice through focus and through presence and through our truth being in that moment. And it's a really beautiful practice because the more I came home to my body to be present with the sensations that I'm noticing, it's like it's like I just I've been able to feel emotions more deeply yeah and feel safer i've heightened the pleasure that i can feel yeah you said I- that <laughs> <laughs> heighten the pleasure that i can feel so much like talking about when i was younger so when i was like before being 30 i would say I, so I'm 33 now, turning 34 this year. Before the 30, I would say that when I would orgasm, it would be, would have been most of the time more like a genital sneeze. So what I mean by that is a quick release, <laughs> a, a build up of tension and then a release and like, oh, oh it's nice. Like it was like <laughs> I actually know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> If I wasn't performing for someone, right? If I was performing, I might have done some other noises. Because um, <laughs> I also wanted people to feel good. So part of not like yeah. me wanting to be liked, I wanted the person I was with to feel good. So it's interesting uh, that remembering that I wasn't focusing on me feeling good. Yeah, I was just focusing on them feeling good. So no wonder I could only have genital sneeze because I wasn't focused on my sensations. I was thinking about them. I wasn't even fully present in my body. Whereas versus now, it's like now that I have found the magic in the mundane, I'm I'm noticing more sensations outside of just being intimate or outside of um, being stimulated intentionally. I feel like that awareness of noticing the sensations and feeling them has been able, has, is how I've been able to heighten my pleasure in an intentional connection with someone. With my partner. Yeah. And so, and not even, and without even physical touch too, like, holy crap, like energetic orgasms, like <laughs> full body orgasms, like, and, and that's so crazy. Cause yeah, when I, when I was younger, it was literally, I, I couldn't orgasm from penetration and it would take so long and to, and I would just be focused on the outcome and the other person's experience and through noticing how that reflected back in my life I was focusing on people liking me I was focusing on what other people thought I was focusing on how I was perceived by others and so just noticing how it's like the same thing and it's like directly linked like how we do one thing is how we do everything so how I was showing up in life was how I was showing up in in the bedroom wanting to be something to be liked and loved rather than just being myself and so by choosing to be more of myself and focus more on me and whether I like people, whether I want to be around someone, whether what I want to do, what I fucking want, which used to be really hard to answer that question for so long. <laughs> I used to be so stressed answering that question. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, oh, so, like when you're in that people pleasing behavior, yeah. what do you want? I don't My know. God, I don't even I don't know. know. And it's yeah. like, it's also the sense of exploring because like, what do you know that you want if you don't explore what the options are? Like yeah. my favorite sex position was just missionary because it was like, right. I just I wasn't explorative with a lot of other ones and the ones that yeah. we were explorative with just weren't as good. So it was like, mm-hmm. and now it's like, now I can really tap into different positions when in that intimate experience with a lot of different like ways of moving to realize Mm. that it wasn't actually the position and it wasn't actually the person. It was literally (laughs) all just me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) There's this this meme that I really like. I don't know if it's a meme or just a video, but there's this bear and he's going through the forest and there's like a mirror 
and the caption is it's like when you realize it was you the whole time like or like when, it, <laughs> when you realize it was your fault this whole time and the bears like comes up and it sees itself and it's like oh <laughs> that's, that's literally so like oh when you realize you're all the one to blame for all your problems that's what it's yeah like. it's like yeah, yeah. It's actually always my fault if I have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like you just said, like didn't matter about the position, didn't matter about who was with. It's actually just about how we're choosing to feel and, and coming back to our senses and choosing to be focusing on what we want, like intention, setting that intention and then letting it go, right, as well, not being like, yes, I must feel this, this must happen. <laughs> it's, like, it's like noticing what we desire and then be like, okay, cool. And now I'm just going to be here with what is. And that's a really beautiful practice too. It's like setting an intention with yourself or with a partner or if you're talking about it, like being intimate or even just with anything, like setting intention for the day, setting an intention for, you know, your connection with a friend when you go to a coffee, whatever it is. And then it's just letting that go and then being with the truth of what's present in the moment. And that is when we can actually feel so much more because we've decided to let go of the attachment and we're not thinking like we're not thinking about oh but I thought I was going to have this and I thought it was going to be like that and I decided this and that what about our intention it's like cool (laughs) it's just like actually we get to be with the beauty of what is there and yeah and often it's exactly what we need like it's it's always what we need well, that even comes down back to the feelings that you have in your body and sensuality practices as well, because I know like sometimes there'll be like a, like dancing, for example, like you go and do like a heels class or you go and do a pole class or you go and do, you do something and you have this expectation that it's going to make you feel a specific type of way. <laughs> And then you realize when you're in it that it's not the feeling that you thought it was going to be. And it's like, instead of allowing yourself to just experience what it is, you have this judgment of what it should have been. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same when it comes to like different touches and things like that too. Like, it's not going to feel the same every single time. Like I, ever since Master Prac, I do a lot of um, like just like arm tickles or like uh, when I'm laying in bed or laying on the couch, I'll just like tickle my stomach and play with my Mm. stomach and like I have the most gorgeous nails Mm. and they're so long and natural. So it's like, yeah, it feels amazing. (laughs) Um, And then sometimes it's like, it just doesn't really feel like all that much at all. And it's like, it doesn't have to feel the same every single way and you don't have and it to won't. have like arousal every single time. Yeah, and it won't feel the same way every time because we're so different and specifically being a woman, like so, so I run the women's pillar of EAWTC, so it's called the women's space. And within the women's space, we talk about this with the women at our private retreats. So we talk about, you know, sensuality, sexuality, self-pleasure, arousal, and it's still quite taboo. It's quite... Um, the probably one of the most uncomfortable practices that we do of embodiment at the retreat and the reason being it's like it's, it's still not talked about enough yeah I feel I feel sexuality sex pleasure periods um all the things like around that and and way more it's it's not talked about enough and when it is it's people are really uncomfortable yeah, and well, it even comes down to like there's a really big trend at the moment going around, specifically TikTok that I've seen. It may also be on Instagram, but not mm. specifically the people that I'm following on Instagram, mm. but about this dark feminine and about like getting into this embodiment practices and sensuality and sexuality and all these things. And mm. they're just spoken about in a way of pure manipulation and so far dark femme that it's going past the idea of actually feeling into your body and going into like what can you get for your body, which is still a performance anyway. Mm. And so it is really interesting because when these videos do come up, I'm always like, oh, my God, like as if people are literally preaching this from the skies, as if it's like the be yeah. all and end all when it's just a form of like miscommunication in a sense. And so sensuality isn't, isn't about being a sexual being for the sake Mm. of other people, Mm. but for yourself. 
Yeah, 100%. Always about, like, the more we can bring, I would say, our pleasure back to us, whether that's through being sensual with yourself or whatever you want to call it, it, it's enhancing your own life, noticing you and the pleasure within yourself. And I say pleasure because it, that is something that can be present. And like you said before, yes, it can be other things. When you tune into things that have been shared with you to gain more access to your senses, like movement or self-touch or you know, eating foods with more present, mindfulness with what you're eating, all of these things are tools that you can use to gain more access to your senses, which can be sensual, which can be sexual, which can be emotional, which can be mm. painful Some for some people, right? Could bring a memory up of something that's happened or something you've been through. And with all of that, knowing that whatever you do remember, whatever you do notice, you can handle. Like you wouldn't have those sensations or those feelings or those memories if you couldn't handle it. That's yeah. something to remember. And so I haven't seen these TikToks that yeah. you're talking about, but I've seen some people posting about about them. Yeah. And I feel so I feel like learning about archetypes is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I love teaching it unconsciously. I like actually teaching it through embodiment practices unconsciously without the label. And some people really like to know, okay, when are we doing, you know, the dark feminine and when are we doing <laughs> the, the light feminine and when are, and I'm like, it's when everything. do you think we, yeah, well, yeah, right. It, it, it's, we can be all of it. And yes, there is different ways we can feel ourselves in those ways. And I really like to guide people back to what do you feel would allow you to, you know, anchor into more of your dark feminine? What do you feel what it would allow you to, you know, feel more of your light feminine? What do you feel would bring that, those those two main ones, I guess, like light and dark? Of course, there's all these different archetypes, the thousands of different archetypes that have been created. And and then there's also, you know, the I guess the the journey of the woman through life from maiden to mother to crone, if you if you look at those three being you know, foundations of the journey of where we will go through our lifetime. It just comes back to self. It just comes back to how can you tune into what that would be like for yourself? And it's interesting because people like to know how. And people, yeah. I know I used to like to know how. I'm like, give me the steps. <laughs> I just love it. I mean, like, step one, step two. And yeah. <laughs> Associate step one, step two. <laughs> okay, now I'm doing the thing. Yeah, I'm doing it. Um, you just get to choose, and essentially, I feel like the easiest way for someone to really tune into the different energies within themselves is just to explore, explore your range. If you do something the one way all the time, try an opposite. Yeah. If you like a good a good example. If you always let people go first and you're really polite and, you know, you're always letting someone go, go in front of you or go in the line and first, or um, there's one piece of chocolate left and you're always offering it to others thinking that's a really great trait, or maybe you feel really generous doing that because you're actually full or whatever it is, just take it. Try taking the chocolate, try going first, try, you know, putting your hand up first, try opposites. And so why I'm saying this is because if you're sitting in one area of your life a certain way all the time, then you can become slightly numb or you can become, you know, a victim of that way of being. It's great to explore. So sometimes do this and sometimes do that or just try opposite for a little bit. Maybe this whole week. When you're listening to this, this whole week you're going to play opposite. Maybe that's you always say yes to everything. Maybe this week you're just going to try saying no. And or the opposite, maybe you always say no because you're protecting yourself and, you know, you're protecting your energy or whatever it is, the reason you say no all the time. Maybe just start saying yes to everything. Someone's like, hey, you want to go to the thing? Yes, yes, I do. Hey, do you want to do this? Yes. You, um, can you be on my podcast? Yes. Just explore the opposite. And and I feel like that is exploring our range. And by doing that in various different ways, we can explore different 
archetypes within ourselves by exploring our ranges as a human being. Yes. Yes, exactly. And the truth is that you can be all of them. And I think that a lot of people, when they start looking into archetypes or they start looking into feminine and masculine energies, or they start looking into all of those things, they get so caught up on the, what am I, which one am I, where am I, where do I sit, where do I place myself? And it's like, you don't. that's it's just simple that you're you're never just one and it's even when it comes down to things like astrology for example like is an easy easy example to use because everyone sort of knows the basis of astrology yeah you have your sun sign then you have your moon sign then you have your rising sign then you have your descending sign then you (laughs) and it's like your whole personality becomes a mixture of all of them so even though yes you may relate to some traits within one you're not going to be fully one thing and when you're like for example I'm a Cancerian and Cancerians are very like home-based and they really like like carrying their home on their back and they're like little crabs like they they nestle (laughs) in and they they set their home up I Hmm. don't stay in one place for like more Hmm. than six months happily like it's I get such itchy feet to leave or to change or to move or to do things because the idea of setting up a house for me is like ugh, like it's so not where I'm at in my life right now (laughs) and at the same time I can still relate to so many other things about the like loyalty side of things and the the caring and the um the sort of like mother-like figure that that Cancerians can take on and things like Mm. that too so it's the same thing like you said how you do one thing is how you do everything and it's the same when it comes to that with astrology it's a mixture with archetypes it's a mixture Mm -hmm. even with sensuality it's still a mixture like your Mm. version of sensuality and my version of sensuality are never going to be the exact same yeah and my version today is not going to be the same as my version next week yes and that's the same as like when you say version it's like maybe some people might think that means how you feel sensual or it might be as in the the action you do to feel sensual, but it also is implying how you choose to feel sensual internally as well. So it's like the the action you may take to get to feel that that sensuality may be different to how you decide to feel inside as well. Yes, yeah, 100%. Cool. And yeah. it comes down to different, like you said before as well, like now even when the wind is like blowing on your hair mm. and on your face, <laughs> you can feel sensual in that moment yeah. because you've opened yourself up so much yes. being embodied in your sensuality. Yeah. Whereas for me personally, I don't feel that open yet. I'm still exploring all of these different options. I'm still exploring all of these different things. So going back to when you first sort of started tapping more into this and coaching more about this and embodiment, what are some of the things that you would suggest for people to do to just get started with learning how to feel within themselves? I'm laughing because um, I was so hectic at the start of coaching people. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty pretty intense, I guess, all the time. (laughs) I took people through this uh, four-week four-week uh, course about three years ago called um, Ignite Your Wild Heart. And I, had them, I, had, I took them really deep straight away. So in hindsight, that was probably too much for people at the start of their journey. So yeah. I was getting them to like yoni gaze. I was getting them to like eye <laughs> gaze, to like <laughs> self-pleasure. Like I gave them like activating sensuality playlists. So for someone who's just starting now, I would do, I would literally change that. So I would say start with just touch, like what you said, Zach, like start with just touching yourself more. Mm. Like literally just start bringing your hands onto your arms just like randomly throughout the day like like and you know what I do I I like to hold my hand in bed (laughs) I do that too (laughs) and it's a new thing I'm like oh this feels so nice or I always hold the inside of my thighs that's another thing it's really nice because that's like the like chunkiest part so I can like really get a good grip of it like yeah I, I do that with like I don't know, like the outside of 
the hip, like the upper, upper. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so, I'm like, it's so soft and squishy. I'm like, it's so nice. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I must feel so good holding this, Nathan. You're <laughs> so lucky yeah. you get to hold it. <laughs> so, so someone who's just starting. So if someone's like an overthinker or they're usually disassociated and if you're thinking am I disassociated then you probably are and (laughs) (laughs) if you if you find that you don't feel a lot of sensation through the day or even in this moment then self-touch is just such a great way and like what you said earlier Saxony like you might start with touching yourself and it might just feel like not much mm. and that sometimes sometimes if I'm am being really analytical or overthinking I might not even notice I'm touching myself because it's so un- unconscious I feel like I I do it a lot I feel like I'm often touching myself sounds it sounds yeah, like just like anywhere like shoulders yeah. arms hands belly butt like I don't know it's just so it's like something I do regularly that's become really common for me and it's actually I went to this um naked yoga with Rosie Rees about mm, maybe like two or three years ago so I just I really liked her and I follow her on social media and I I reached out and I was like hey I really like your stuff um I'd love to support you I think I just asked her to support at one of her events and she's like yeah cool come help me at my yoga my naked yoga so I got to go set up naked yoga with her and and do do a beautiful naked yoga um practice with her in a group of like 30 women she always touches herself she was talking about it she I just she's always hands are on the legs on the belly she's always doing it and I was like oh it's so interesting and she was shared with us like you probably notice I'm often touching myself like and for those if you're just listening touching herself isn't necessarily mean her vagina or her breasts or something like that but she could also touch her breasts at some point if she felt like it of course if she was somewhere safe but um she's just touching her body like creating contact is an anchor a great physical anchor to be associated in the body and to be present in the moment because your your senses are going towards that response from the other hand or from an object or from whatever you're like the clothing as well so that's just so big literally start there start Mm. with that do it regularly make it a part of your day make it a part of your life make it just comfortable it's like getting comfortable with being present is huge it's such a huge thing with with pleasure and with I'd say self-pleasure practice or with a self-touch practice or with a, a being present with yourself practice, whatever you want to call it, it's kind of all the same thing, right? And it doesn't really matter what it's called. It's, as long as you're choosing to focus on this and to create more more awareness of the sensations, then they're going to grow. They're going to grow over time and it may be fast, it may be slow, it may take a week, it may take three weeks. It's just so different. There's no time frame. And if you're thinking of how long until I'm going to feel more sensation, then you're just still doing it for the genital squeeze. Squeeze. That's a release. Really <laughs> 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 There's a bit of a squeeze going on there too. There's a squeeze. It's all good. <laughs> Next, so go from touch to squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> to squeeze. <laughs> so it, it's it's about the devotion over time rather than the result as well yeah that's a big part of it it is that same thing of like it's a practice like it's one Mm. of those things where the more you do it the more you get out of it as well Mm. it's not got an end date like why would you want to end feeling your own body why would you want to not be able to increase the sensation Mm. every single time Instead mm. of being like, okay, I feel sensual now. That's it. I'm never going to do T- this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird thing, but it's something that's so common. And it's like things that I've done in the past. I'm sure so many other people relate to that where mm. they're working so hard to do this certain thing, to feel this certain way. And then mm. once they have it, it's like, okay, I'm done now. Mm. And sensuality just doesn't really work like that. Yeah. In my opinion. 
Um, Another thing that I know you just mentioned and I feel like has really helped me recently is like different playlists and things like that Mm. as well. So I used to call them my stripper songs because I was like, if I'm ever a stripper one day, this is the song I'm going (laughs) to perform to. What are some of the songs? And now I get to just listen to them and roll around on the floor of my own bedroom. And it's amazing because it's like there's this extra sense when you're listening as well Mm. as feeling because the movement of the music really relates to the movement of flow um Mm. within me I come from not really a dancer background more a gymnast background but uh, music has always been a big part of my life and being able to move like I'm the type to interpretive dance to like ads on the tv like when I was like that was what I used to connect with everything. And so music for me really helped me tap into that. And Mm -hmm. do you have any specific playlists that you recommend for people that are just starting out? Or do you Mm. think it's better for people to have and create their own playlist from the get-go? Like how did did you work with people in those regards? So usually I would suggest a playlist from from mine. So I have so many. So if you go to <laughs> Monique Dolman at Spotify, you can just, they're all public. You can just look at them and select them. And I, I really like doing that because it just took us away a step for people at the start. So if you're just starting to connect with your body and just starting to to start a pleasure practice or a homecoming practice, then it takes away a step. So it makes it more simple. Yeah. I'd say it's great to have something already done for you. So go to my Spotify, have a look through, just select one. Self-pleasure yeah. activation is a really great one. It goes for yeah. ages and they're really. Spotify link in the like show sure. notes for everyone yeah, so yeah, yeah. to go find. And they're so fun and they're so, they're, there's different songs. And like we said, it's one way to to really connect in with the senses because it's, it's what you're hearing, you're hearing things. So some people, and this is, go into so many different conversations but (laughs) there's so many different ways that you may get aroused or feel more sensual or feel more sexual or whatever your intention is for yourself and different people have different blueprints of that so there are different ways you can feel more sensual through your arousal type right so some people are they do like the mood being set really nicely. So it's about the scenery. So whenever I have new clients, I get them to do different things like that. So I get them to, you know, set a scene for themselves. So it's like candles or if they like Mm -hmm. smells, it's like have the, you know, different oils burning or different smells going on through the room. If you really like the visual side of things, it's like get a beautiful, you know, like velvet rug. And that's also Mm -hmm. can go into feeling really great on the skin. So it's about also how can you romance yourself? So in the past, being so focused on romancing others, I wasn't romancing myself. So I was actually kind of, I guess, doing a disservice to myself. Like, it's like, for what purpose would I go so above and beyond for someone else? But for me, it's like, I used to just get out the vibrator or something, you know, (laughs) there's just fucking no no warm-up outside of the bedroom to, to feeling great. So if we're talking about a pleasure practice specifically, it's like, how can your pleasure start before you even start the practice in the bedroom or wherever you choose to do it in your privacy? But it's like, how can it start from the beginning of the day, from you have a shower, you know, noticing the water fall on your body mm-hmm. or when you're at the shops, how can you get beautiful things for yourself to eat? Like romance yourself. romance yourself first so that you know what you like in all areas of your life when you're romancing yourself like do you like flowers being brought for yourself buy them for yourself do you like you know delicious foods go buy them like do you if you can't buy them go create them go make them do something like for you so that you feel really great and that's going to add to your senses being heightened because you've taken all this time and put all this effort into yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's learning about yourself first so you know what you like, so you can give it to yourself so that you can then feel more within yourself through all of the experiences you can create, not just through touch, not just through, you know, the sensations you notice, but through all of this setup pre, pre-self-pleasure as well. So it's yeah. like romance yourself 
Yeah. <laughs> and that comes down to, like you said, every area of your life too. Like it's been a huge trend, I suppose, over the last year to two years where coming out of the COVID period, it was like, okay, everything's opened back up again. Life is sort of going back to normal, but also not really what it used to be. Mm. But I don't want to be the person that I was before. And everyone got into this whole it girl phase of romanticizing everything in life, romanticizing the coffee you have in the morning, romanticizing (laughs) making your bed and how you can make it look so cute and romanticizing all of these things and videoing it which was great Mm. because it shares more about people's life and it like it's a creative outlet for so many people. But all of those things that you're doing for a camera, are you doing them for yourself as well? And are you actually Mm. romanticizing each moment Mm. or are you romanticizing the moment again for the performance of somebody else? Mm, To get the validation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that same thing of like as much as, I love fresh flowers and I love all of those different things. Am I going to go and buy flowers and have them on my desk or have them in my lounge room, have them in my bedroom and maybe not take a photo of them, not Mm. share it online, not, not Mm. share that part of me. Yeah. It's keeping some sacredness. Yeah. So that I can feel like it's actually just for me. I love that. And yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I have a little bit of, I guess, a judgment. It's like if you are just, I'm going to say, I don't know what other word to use, so say (laughs) everyday person who just, who maybe isn't a coach, maybe isn't uh, selling a product of that is flowers or is whatever products you're choosing to buy for yourself to romance yourself. It's like if you're always showing that stuff, like, like you said, what's the intention of it? It's yeah. a great question to ask. What's my intention? Is my intention to inspire? Amazing. Let's put it up. Is my intention to have people say, oh, she loves herself now because you didn't used to and they knew that about yourself. What is the intention? I think is a great question to ask yourself before you do anything. And mm. specifically in this in this conversation with this part, it's like ask yourself before you do all that, before you make the reel to put up, if you're if you're doing it for you, and if it's for you and to inspire others, that's great. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes what about just being for you? Yeah. What about just buying yourself the flowers and showing no one, telling no one and having that secret for yourself? Or what about buying yourself some, you know, really beautiful lacy undies and no one knows about it and you're just wearing them under your workout gear or your, you know, yeah. baggy trackies and no one knows. <laughs> it's like your secret secret little gift just for you I think there's some magic in that too yeah for sure well I loved this conversation so much (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your goodness is there anything that you would like to leave for anyone in regards to like just a final little note on sensuality let go of the expectation of what you think it needs to be, what you think it needs to feel like, and come into the present moment to be with the truth of what is actually there for you. Love. Love that so much. The truth. The truth will set you free. (laughs) (laughs) And, and yeah, yeah. I love that. It's about being in the present moment being with that magic and allowing yourself that gift really. Mm -hmm. And it is magic. You are magic. Every single person is magic. Mm -hmm. So allow yourself to really feel it. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mon, for coming on. I will pop your information down in the show notes below. If anyone wants to go and have a look at Mon's profile, she is absolutely stunning. If any of you guys are in the Gold Coast, like Mon said earlier, she runs uh, the women's sector women's pillar yeah so the women's space uh, from EAWTC and we have incredible weekly women's circles at the Gold Coast in our um in our own location there at Elizabeth Ann Walker training and coaching and And we also run it's absolutely yes I go to them so if you want to come and say hello I will get to see (laughs) I loved having you there that was so great Yeah. yeah 
Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, if anybody would like to reach out in regards to any information on finding your sensuality, if you want to share a little mm. bit more about your own story or you mm-hmm. just want to say what you loved most about the podcast, please feel free to reach out to either Mon or myself or yes. pop it in the reviews. We would love to hear from you. We would you. love that. We yeah. love chatting to people and hearing <laughs> about you. So great. Very much so. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Mon. Big loves. I'm sure I'll bring you back on the podcast podcast sometime soon yes and so fun. i will see you hopefully soon yay i love that have an amazing day thank you guys for listening to that i hope you guys got some big big value as always if you did i would love to see what your review is and make sure that you do go like and subscribe so that we can get the podcast out to more people i love you guys so much and i hope you have a fabulous week bye